Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the Nintendo Direct that wasn't, but still could be, it's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including what some data miners have discovered about the NES Switch online. And then on Thursday, we are going to be talking about new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe and Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. So, you know, tune back in for that. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Did I did I do those? Did I say the names of both of those? I games? thought you did beautifully. Because each of those games has like a thirty word title, <laughs> and I'm just doing the best I can to get through it. Um, it reminds me a little bit of like if you go to Disneyland, they don't call like a California Adventure. They don't call the Little Mermaid ride the Little Mermaid ride, and they don't call the Monsters Inc. ride like just Monsters Inc. It's like Monsters Inc. Cola. Colon, not cola. I would drink a Monsters Inc. Cola. <laughs> Monsters Inc. Colon. Uh, Mike and Sully to the rescue. Or Ariel's Undersea Adventure. The Little Mermaid. I don't know why they do that. Like, because nobody nobody calls them. Right. By Every, their you just you just call them by whatever attraction they are based off of. Just like we will probably call these games uh New Super Mario Brothers and Mario and Luigi. Yeah, maybe yeah. Bowser's Inside Story. I think Bowser's Inside Story. I think that is a fine way to refer to that game, especially because like you know exactly what game it is when you say that. Saying Mario and Luigi before it doesn't help you at all. <laughs> uh, Mark, before we get into everything else we got going on, we got to do some like uh, like housekeeping, mm-hmm. but like in a fun way. Well, right, I'm like not in gonna... a Mary Poppins sort of. That's you right. Know, like. We both put on little French maid costumes. <laughs> That's not Mary Poppins does not put on a French maid costume. It's been a long time since I've she seen puts it. on a Euro- she... she puts on a English maid costume. She's just always wearing that though, right? Yeah. Well, I guess and like a saucy hat. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Think In the new so. one, she's wearing a saucy hat. Oh yeah, no. In the new one, she's very saucy. <laughs> Sass for days. Mm-hmm. So Mark and I were just on a podcast. We were on. You've got Hanks. Uh, which it, on, on which we discussed the movie Mazes and Monsters. Yes, which is Tom Hanks' second movie ever. Second movie ever. You've got Hanks is hosted by friend of this show, Rachel Chapman, mm-hmm. uh, and also she is one of the hosts of the Inside the Disney Vault podcast, which Mark and I have also both been on. Uh, and so you should check out our appearance on that show if you've never seen Mazes and Monsters. It is the uh, like. 1980s made for tv cautionary tale against dungeons and dragons like that if you, it it posits that if you play dungeons and dragons you will uh totally disassociate from reality and uh stab someone and get lost in new york city uh it's a bad movie but tom hanks is in it so we watched it and talked about it did i sum it up pretty well yeah i mean you nailed it <laughs> uh so check that out um, and, uh, you know, rate and review that uh, for, uh, for us and for Rachel, and that'll all be great. Um, something else you can do for us is you can send me an email with your address so I can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. And you couched that in really good terms, Patrick, because it's How true. Do you mean? People, well, you said, like, something you can do for us. Yes. And that is true. People borrowing your copy of Sonic Forces is a gift to us. It oh, is a burden yes. for them. No, it is a service to me. You get this thing out of my house. By the way, it's been out of my house for the last couple months. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's ever coming back. But I would still appreciate people signing up to be on this list and borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. <clears throat> Last week on Thursday, I couldn't say our email address because you weren't here, um, but I'm comfortable saying it now. You can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I don't know what I would have done without that. <laughs> it, it, the whole show would have fallen apart. You found a really good way around it. Thank you. Um, and... One last thing before we move on. Yes. Thank you so much to Eat, Sleep, and Play for leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, thank you. Guess what? You can be like Eat, Sleep, and Play and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It genuinely delights me. 
every time I see we get a new review. Yeah, it delights me as well, and it also makes us easier to find. So do that for us, and you know, hop on over to that uh, You've Got Hanks and review that too, because it'll help that podcast. It podcasts helping podcasts. It's not a pyramid scheme. No, it it's feels like it is. Right. Just, but just because you have to, like, in addition to sending back the, the copy of Sonic Forces, you do have to send $5 as well. But it's just five bucks. But it's only five bucks. It's, it's the next person will send $5 yeah. to you. None of that will happen. Do yeah, not send none of that is true. Don't, yeah. Uh, all right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. Now, you told me this weekend that you finished Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah. In a sense. Oh, oh. Well, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, I think last time we talked about Pokemon Let's Go, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty far in the game. I think I'm at the Elite Four or whatever it's called. And do you know why I thought that? I don't. I have no idea why you thought that. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that either, because I wasn't. I had just finished the first four um, gyms, so I had four badges. And so I was like, oh, well, there's eight badges. Of course, I'm at the last four. Uh No, that was not true at all. So I finished, but I have since then finished the uh, final four gyms. Okay. And now I am at the Elite Four. Um, but I feel fairly accomplished because so I wait beat, minute, like, wait the eight gyms. So that's, that's do, do credits roll at that point, or do you have to beat the Elite Four in order to... I have not seen credits. Okay. Yeah. Um, and credits are something that you, that are, that's like an accomplishable task in the game? Yeah. Okay, it's not just like from the title screen you go play credits. No, no, no. Like I think after you, I mean this is all hearsay, but I think after you beat the, I'm sorry, I'm four. asking you for this. <laughs> so you've beaten all eight gyms, you've got all eight badges. Now the last obstacle in your way is to uh, beat the elite four. Yeah, but I'm feeling like pretty good about myself. Like I don't know that I'm going to beat the elite four. Like I'm maybe fine not seeing the credits. Well, so this was what I was going to ask you uh, back when I thought you had beaten Pokemon Let's Go Eevee because that's what I was told. <laughs> is uh do you plan on going back you had mentioned uh maybe going back in there to try and get the Mewtwo yeah um but now now it sounds like your self-esteem is too high (laughs) and you have no need to go back and and well I do have a Master Ball so if I beat the Elite Four it'd be pretty easy for me to get Mewtwo I have never heard you sound so (laughs) cocky about anything Yeah, when you really look at it, I didn't accomplish much, but yeah, I but feel good. So I'm like, I'm coasting off of that. Like, I feel like I finished the game, and that's good enough for me. I feel like that's as good a place as any to move on. I'm checking it off, like, my backlog, mm-hmm. and if I eventually want to return to it, that's cool. Uh, so if if your 2018 resolution of uh, knock some things out of your backlog was part of your 2019 resolution, we would at least sort of count this one. Right. And like maybe I could technically count this as playing games in a new way, like not finishing a game, but saying you finished it because you feel like you did. I don't know if <laughs> lying should be one of your resolutions. It's not lying. I'm admitting I didn't finish it. I just feel like I finished it. And that's that's turning out to be like good enough speaking of good enough this is a horrible segue because it's not even what i mean super smash brothers ultimate we both have been uh playing some more of it uh how how have you been spending your time in smash ultimate uh after last week's episode with uh matt as our guest uh i went and played a little bit of world of light yeah how are, how are you finding the experience of, of world of light now that you uh are, are more feel like compelled to move forward yeah um i'm enjoying it i'm not like that much further i just did like the f0 part yeah which is still pretty like early yeah in still the game. real early just like to the right side of the map mm-hmm. yeah but uh it's it's fun yeah i kind of like I, I don't know I, it seems it seems nice i like the it's basically just like the spirit board with walking in between mm-hmm. so i'm also happy just doing the spirit board uh it's it's so interesting to me how how into the spirit board you are or at least like content with the spirit board I generally like doing the uh, World of Light much more just because it, it does feel like there's context to what I'm doing. Um, but that being said, most of the time I've spent with it has just been uh, hopping into regular uh, Smash Battles now and just having having fun with it. Um, I Have you unlocked all the characters now? No, I'm closer, but I was looking at it and I think I still have like at least 10 to go. Oh, wow. Um we should we should sit down and knock those out. 
I'm, I'm get actually them, and get them all for you. I'm enjoying the leisurely pace. So this is just like let's go Eevee for you. Is you're like yeah, I've unlocked most of the characters. I'm done. I no, I'm not done. Like I'm actually in, but I don't feel any rush because yeah. I'm not taking it to a tournament or anything, and it's not like I'm uh, having a bunch of people over to play. Right, people are, that are going to be upset and be like, you haven't unlocked Pelutena yet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Can that's... you imagine if someone came over to your house and they were mad at you for having not unlocked Palutena yet? I can. I don't like it. <laughs> no, me neither. I don't like it at all. Um, obviously, we have been playing the two video games that uh, we are going to be talking about on Thursday. <laughs> you don't want to say again? Oh, uh, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story and uh, Bowser Jr.'s Journey and New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Uh, we will talk about both of those on Thursday. Um, I also got my copy of Fork Parker's Crunch Out in the mail today. Remind us all what this is. I'm going to remind us all what this is. Uh, a couple months ago, Devolver Digital was having a fundraiser for a charity that supported uh, like developers uh, in fighting crunch or like giving resources for developers who are, um, you know, like mental health resources or whatever, uh, who are working at uh, developers where um, the word, the work is hard and the hours are long and the uh, treatment inhumane. Um, so they, as a part of, uh, when you donate to this thing, you get a Super Nintendo game. It is a Super Nintendo cartridge that plays in your Super Nintendo. Um, and <clears throat> so we just popped it in and played it for maybe like 10 minutes. Uh, and so you take on the role of Fork Parker, who has a video game studio. And uh, at least at the beginning of it, you have four developers and your job is to just keep them working. So sometimes they'll fall asleep and you need to give them coffee. Sometimes they die and you need to shock them back to life with a defibrillator. <laughs> um, sometimes they're hungry and you give them food. Uh, there's also a pig running around who like tries to like eat your profits or something. Um, uh, you, you, as far as like being a, a game goes, uh, you know, w whatever. It's it, it's silly and um, you know the the gameplay is pretty simplistic. It's got a cute sense of humor. Um, where, you know, this Fork Parker, I tell you what, is just a bad guy. Yeah, not very nice. He just wants to make money at all costs. He's like Mr. Monopoly without the dashing top hat or monocle. Yeah, or the, the tails on the coat means mm -hmm. a lot, right? Mm -hmm. if it really does. If you're wearing a suit without tails... Why, why bother? Why bother at all? You don't look anything like Scrooge McDuck. Get out of here with that. Uh, so anyway, um, I got a new Super Nintendo game. Today. Yeah, it was really it, uh, the most enjoyment I got out of it was opening it up and pulling like they have a really cool uh, manual that's yep. very much like a Super Nintendo manual. And uh, just like picking up a new SNES cartridge yeah. is a kind of surreal experience. Yeah, it feels weird. It got me thinking about um, and I'm, I'm not going to remember the, the name of the game, but there was that like SNK like mm, uh mm -hmm. new fighting game that came out maybe last year or two years ago that was also like a new um Super NES game um the, the, all these things about which I am still very curious but I don't know that I want to like throw down the money for you know the Super Nintendo does is a beautiful system and I love it but it has its limitations um and uh you know I don't when it, if people perfected the art of working in those limitations in the 90s, they, they did that then. I don't know that people going back to those same limitations now are necessarily going to be well-equipped to actually give me a good gameplay experience. Fork Parker's Crunch Out is not a good gameplay experience, but it's a neat little thing to have. For sure. And I'm glad I have it. And now it's on my shelf with everything else. All right, Mark, let's get into uh, that. That's what we were playing this week. Uh, let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Speaking of terrible working conditions, hey, The Walking Dead, the final season, episode three, is coming out on today, January 15th. So is is this one that, so Skybound Entertainment got, got it, or Skybound Games, yeah. or both, uh, Skybound. Yeah. Um, it like Got put, it from Telltale. Yeah. Uh, got it from Telltale and got most of the team back together, right? I, I, I don't know how many of the team, some of the team. Yeah, I mean, I know, I feel like the internet was afire with, uh, oh, The Walking Dead is shutting down, or the Telltale is shutting down, and The Walking Dead is, is history. Um, and then when Skybound stepped back in and we were like, we're going to get as many people as we can back on this game. Um, I don't know 
Has anyone really like followed up on that to be like? It feels very whisper quiet to me. It does. Um, which uh, you know, as far as video games and uh, you know studios with a lot of money go, like probably no news is good. News. Okay. Okay. News. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully everything at Skybound is fine. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully everything at Skybound is fine. I'm uh, sure the people that they hired, a lot of them were like contractors who are done after this job anyways. That's a good you point. You know? Um, anyway, The Walking Dead, the final <laughs> season, episode three, is out today. Uh, on the 16th, on Wednesday, we're getting the January update to the NES uh, Nintendo Switch Online. That's Blaster Master and Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. Now, are being released. First of all, it's just the adventure of Link. He of only course, has, he only has one. He only has the one adventure. Yeah. Never mind, this is a sequel. <laughs> um, I really like the adventure of Link. Um, I know you and I have talked about it a couple times on this show. Uh, you know, partially because it uh, is on the NES Classic. Um, but I will take almost any opportunity to play this game again. Um, but I don't. Uh, I don't know about Blaster Master. Uh, I don't really know about Blaster Master either. Can I ask you a question about Zelda 2? You can, of is, course. Uh, how, when you say, oh, I want to play this game again, how long of an adventure are we talking? What do you like, mean? Can you do it in one sitting? Uh, no, I can't do it in one sitting. However, I can, I can probably do it in like three, two or three sittings. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it really only takes a, like, a, a couple hours, and a lot of this game is, like this is the game that, I had growing up. My buddy Pete had the original Legend of Zelda. I had Zelda 2. And so, like, you know, we would play original Zelda at his house, and then Zelda 2 was what I would play when I went home. So this is the game that is, like, actually in my, you know, like, I have those tracks laid in my memory. Um, So it can be obtuse at times, like, really obtuse. There's a, a village that you have to find in the game that you just have to chop down some trees with a hammer. And, like, you just need to know where it is otherwise you would never find it um and a a bunch of other things like uh where you have to like blow a whistle between some rocks it's all it it all is like stuff that you just need to know or look up in order to play the game um and i would recommend that anyone trying to play this game now you got to treat it like simon's quest right um just look up the things you need to look up uh and the game is action oriented enough that even if you know where everything is, um, the challenge is still there. The challenge is still in successfully doing the platforming and successfully doing all like the fighting. And the combat is like pretty good in this game. You've got like your high and low shield, um, and you know you can um, attack with like a, a, a jumping attack or like a ducking jumping attack. Um, and there's also the upward thrust and the downward thrust and uh, Link's got magic. Like he's got a lot of options when you go into any combat uh, situation and it actually makes for kind of an exciting game. And then on Friday, January 18th, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes is released on the Switch. Um, I feel like I, and this is partly because I haven't sought out the information. I really don't know anything about this game. Yeah, I would. I feel the exact same way, except for me that I have also not sought it out, <laughs> and I don't really know anything about uh, uh, No More Heroes or Travis Strikes Again. One thing, just in general, that I thought was interesting when I was looking this up is that uh, it's thirty dollars if you buy it digitally, but forty dollars if you buy it physically. Now, what accounts for that? Do you think? Uh, I think it's just like it's published in North America by Grasshopper Manufacturers. Okay. And I think since they're a smaller company and Switch carts are oh are more like expensive. more expensive than a Blu-ray or a DVD, I think that's how I think we've seen it not a ton, but it's not super uncommon um for third-party publishers yeah. to like especially smaller ones to have that like $10 differential. Well, and one one of the one of the things that will make a uh Switch cartridge uh, more expensive uh, you know it's all obviously a, a matter of memory um but the carts the carts that are more uh expensive tend to be those that have more uh like cut scenes or recorded like uh you know like actual recordings of uh music or vo or whatever um and the previous no more heroes games they're they're fully voice acted right uh yeah i guess they are um so i wonder if like just having all of those like cutscenes and stuff like that's one of the ways that uh 
you know, like Mario Odyssey is a, a tiny game, like there are no long stretches of like video or audio files just like filling up filling that thing up. Yeah, maybe. Again, I don't really know anything about this game. <laughs> so. Yeah, great point. Maybe there's none. <laughs> and the ten dollars is arbitrary. All right, Mark, let's uh close out the new releases here. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, we are going to read our horoscopes today. Um, before we get into that, how do you feel about horoscopes? Um, I am excited mm. to read them, but I don't do it very often. Uh, why are you excited to read them? Just because it's fun to like... Yeah, it's like getting a fortune cookie. Yeah, you yeah. like open it up and you're like, oh, this could be true. Maybe I should smile more. Ooh, here's uh, the great thing about a uh, horoscope when compared to a fortune cookie. You don't have to eat a fortune cookie after. <laughs> I don't like a fortune cookie. Oh, okay. I think it's a bad cookie. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. If they call this something else, like if it was a fortune cracker, do you th- would you feel better about it? Is it the cookie part that yeah, like sets so. up expectations Look, that the fortune cookie Yeah, can't? if someone says cookie and it's not a chocolate chip cookie or an Oreo, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Somebody needs to give you a lot of warning if they're going to mention cookie and, it have it, and, and it's not R- one well, of those two. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to offer me a cookie and it's not one of those two. Oh, Someone uh-huh. could be talking about cookies and... If I'm not presented with one of those two, I'll be okay. But if I'm offered a cookie and then someone gives me like an oatmeal cookie? What if they, I happen to like oatmeal cookies, but what if they like preface it by saying, I have oatmeal cookies, do you want one? Because then you like know what you're getting into and you can politely say no. That makes it better. And I will politely say no, but I think our friendship is over. You still don't like it. Right. I understand. That's fair. That's completely fair. Uh, So which of these are we going to read first? Yours or mine? Uh, How about I read yours? Okay. And then you can read mine. Okay, uh, so I'm a Virgo. Uh huh. You're a Virgo. I'm reading the January fifteenth one. Okay, great. Oh, uh, I will switch mine to the January fifteenth. And we are getting these just because we lack imagination from horoscope.com. <laughs> hey, I mean, if somebody has a better place to grab a horoscope quickly, I'd love to hear it. No, I, I mean, and I assume that these people got on that got on this URL because they are the foremost authority on horoscopes. Okay. January 15, 2019. Mm-hmm. Today, you're likely to feel especially communicative, Virgo. You might want to get on the phone and run ideas for new projects by colleagues or perhaps make arrangements to complete current projects. Success through creativity is strongly indicated at this time. Mm-hmm. This is a great day to seek success through writing or speaking. If this has been on your mind, get started. Oh my gosh. Success through speaking? <laughs> I like it. I mean, this is, uh, I am uh, taking steps towards uh, more seriously writing and uh, all that sort of stuff and being a creative man. So I think this this is dead on. Yeah, I mean, we were a little bit sass in horoscope.com, but I feel like they nailed you hardcore. Uh, let's, let's read yours now before we run out of time, uh, just so we can say that this is also nailing you hardcore. Uh, also, just for the record, I don't appreciate being referred to as Virgo. <laughs> okay yeah i'm a sagittarius mark sagittarius okay uh today you will feel especially optimistic and enthusiastic sagittarius although you may not know why at least at first later in the day some good news could come your way possibly involving business and money this should tell you that you were intuitively picking up on something wonderful as a matter of fact your intuition should be high for most of the day make it work for you that sounds awesome. That I'm, does sound awesome. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow now. Um, well, I mean, it's, uh, let's couch this in uh, that later in the day, good news could come your way. Yes. Possibly involving business or money. It could be bad news about family. <laughs> but I'll make it work for me. Yeah. Because that's what they encouraged me to do. Yeah. I mean, and that's, look, if you can make whatever's happening work for you, what, what else could you possibly ask for? Yeah. Not much. Yeah. Um. This is actually really good news for me because <laughs> today was a little bit like the fact that they're looking for an ups- at an upswing for me is positive because today was a little bit rough. Um, Why is that? Well, okay. So 
Oh, oh no. no. Well, there you go. I guess we will never, never know. know. Mark, you have to tell me why. <laughs> why today was a little rough. Oh, okay. All right. I'll try to make this quick. Um, I got up this morning, you know, looked at myself in the mirror, was feeling fine. Um, got about halfway through the work day, and I'm like stroking my chin as one is wont to do when you have a beard and you're mm-hmm. like thinking. And you, I, you don't have to tell me twice. And I feel something like on my chin on a unbearded part. Mm. Friends, I am very sad to tell you that somehow between the morning and this moment, that moment, uh-huh. I had a huge pimple on my face. All day and you I had was, this pimple on your face? I don't know when. It, obviously not all day. Right. It was like... I don't know. It was one of those really annoying, not morning pimples or night pimples, like a day pimple. I was interfacing with people, right. not knowing that this pimple was on my chin. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. For tomorrow is another day. We were accompanied today by the Brussels Chamber Choir. Mark, let's get into the news. Okay, so last Tuesday. A bunch of Nintendo news dropped. Just on Twitter. Yeah. Which, um, this is directly in relation to the joke at the top of the show. Yes. I feel like, I mean, obviously the best kind of jokes are the ones you have to explain, but I feel a little responsible for uh, our cold open because I pitched it. And so... I feel like most of our cold open jokes do need to be explained. That... <laughs> That they make us laugh because we're like plugged into the new, like we're just right. transcribing the we news. We see where things are going. Right. <laughs> okay, so last Tuesday, a bunch of Nintendo's news dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capcom is bringing a port of Dragon's Dogma to Switch. Uh, Dragon Dog- Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is being released April 23rd. It's a like action hack and slash RPG that was released in 2012. I kind of think of it as like a cult favorite. It sold over a million and a half copies. So it was popular when it was released. But I feel like the only times I ever hear about it now are um, in like in enthusiast circles. Yeah. And I mean that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I have nothing further to add about <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. We got a release date for that. It's coming March 29th. I'm excited about this. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this game and march 29th is kind of earlier than i thought it was going to be um i I don't know why i had it in my head that it was going to be in april sometime uh but you know that wouldn't actually be that much earlier than i thought it was going to be it's only like a month but yeah i mean mere days mere days so coming out soon i'm i'm excited about that uh it looks super cute yeah like uh oh yeah and they dropped another trailer they dropped another trailer for it and i just like like in the background yeah, there's like all the platforming stuff happening, and that's cool. No, like no, no, in the no, background, no. there's like uh, just like a shy guy walking around holding like something above his head. I don't know. It's just real fun. I like Look, it. We should never discourage Nintendo from taking the opportunity to be cuter than they need to be. Uh, I, do it. Do it every time. Yes, please. Uh, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is coming to Nintendo 3DS on March 8th. Man, I really like the original game. I'm I'm interested to see uh, how this one. Uh, transfers over to 3DS. We also found out that there's going to be some Amiibo mm-hmm. functionality. You can scan compatible Kirby series Amiibo to earn hats and abilities. Uh, and it looks like the compatible Kirby Amiibo are the four um, Kirby Amiibo that uh, released around the time of uh, Kirby Star Allies. Mm. Uh, and on the Nintendo website, it says number of players to be determined. So... May, uh, it, when they brought over the Yoshi's Woolly World mm-hmm. and Poochie, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World. Yes, of course. Right. Was that the f- was that multiplayer? And was that the first time that game had multiplayer? Uh, no. So, uh, Woolly World had multiplayer on the Wii U. I don't know if it had multiplayer on the 3DS. Uh, this game, uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn on the Wii, did have uh, two player simultaneous, uh, and it's weird to me now that they're not they're not stating whether this game is multiplayer or not. Oh yeah, I guess my assumption b- based on this like wording was that it would have multiplayer, but maybe just more than two. Although I guess that doesn't really make sense for the 3DS. No, I mean it just it 
is not clear to me that there is multiplayer in this. So that um, could be as well. Maybe we'll find out more about that as we get closer to it. But I mean, it's the the game. It's a even as far as these uh, uh, good feel games go, is among the like lower impact ones. Like is you cannot. There is no fail state. Like you cannot die. Um, you get you take hits and you lose gems. But like as soon as you get down to zero gems, no one's hurting you ever. Um, and a lot of what is fun about the game is just experiencing all of the like cute visuals and having another person around to do that with is uh, what was so enjoyable about that game to me in the first place. Uh, I would find it kind of a bummer to play it by myself. When a couple of weeks back, maybe last week, we were talking about Bowser's Inside Story being released. And I mentioned at the time that that was like, oh, the last big N- Nintendo 3DS release. I had totally forgotten about Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. I had too. Now that this one has a release date and will be released in early March, do we know, are there any other outstanding Nintendo developed slash published 3DS titles? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, not that I'm aware of either. But again, I guess who knows what the future holds. Yeah. On Wednesday, we learned that Final Fantasy X and X-2 HD Remaster and Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, are releasing April 30th on Switch. Um, still no release dates for Final Fantasy IX or Final Fantasy VII, but we know they're coming at some point. Yeah. Um, are you interested in either of these two games? So I have a, I've never played... Arguably ten, three. I've, ne- I've never played X-2. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of fond memories of X and twelve. If I was going to replay one, it would probably be twelve. I am curious how like ten actually holds up to replay. Yeah, I remember the like combat system in ten being really interesting and having that like that you can like see the map of like which characters go next. And it's not like an active uh turn battle system. Um the, I think ten and ten two are games that I'm interested in in replaying, especially if it has and I actually, I guess I need to look into this. If it has any of the uh, like sort of uh, quality of life fixes that some older Final Fantasy games have as they're being re-released now, where like I can just level up characters without having to grind. Um, because I like that game, but I never finished it. I don't even think I came close. Um, and it would just be nice to experience both of those uh, 10 and 10 two, those narratives. Did you, have you played 12? No. I think you would like it, and uh, the Zodiac Age, I haven't played this version, but I think it's, like you were saying, one of those, like, quality of life yeah. enhanced versions, and um, yeah, I, I, I think you would enjoy it. Um, well, I, I am open to, it's weird, like, I consider myself such a big fan of Final Fantasy, and, like, I never finished 10, and, you know, prior to that, I had played all of them, you know, like, I finished 7, 8, 9 uh six and four um so like i've played a lot of these games uh but from halfway through 10 on i haven't really played any of them they're also just like the thing that's stopping me from wanting to buy these is all i guess the two that i've played i haven't played 10 too are like overwhelmingly large like to me it feels overwhelming to think of how much time i put into them and yeah. having to like do that again to have the same sort of experience feels overwhelming. Um, that's kind of my hesitation on picking these up. Yeah. Yep. And my hesitation as well. So all of this news has people wondering if Nintendo won't be doing a January Direct this year. Or if, uh, I guess just because like why announced why announce when uh, Wooly World is coming out or the... Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn release dates and stuff like that. Yeah. If you know you were going to have a direct where you could mention it there. I mean, it is or like uh, Dragon's Dogma, right? So Dragon's Dogma is the only like real like new announcement at all of any out of any of this. The rest of it is just release dates, and like release dates are fun, but as part of like a direct, um, you know, especially for something like Kirby, it's kind of just like yeah, okay, you know, it, it for Kirby and for Final Fantasy ten slash ten two and. 12 the zodiac age that's all those are games you can play other places right now um so having a a date that you can play them somewhere else and ditto dragon's dogma yeah it's all just here are games that you can play somewhere else here's the day that you can be playing them on switch that doesn't make for the most exciting uh sort of nintendo big announcements um i still hold out hope that we will uh get news of a direct at some point in the next like week or two 
but um, you know, maybe maybe not. Maybe what we think we know about the Nintendo calendar doesn't mean anything, and they'll do a direct, you know, this summer or something. I feel like we throw out this caveat every time we mention Nintendo Direct, but one could be announced by the time this episode is posted. Absolutely. Uh, Rocket League players can now connect with users on PlayStation Four. The game is now in the PlayStation Crossplay Beta program which means users can play matches against players on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. Great. Uh, Cross-platform parties are coming with the first big update of the game later in 2019. Um, Is this exciting for you? I think it's cool to see Mm cross-play. I would love if that just became a standard feature next generation. Yeah, that just anything that you wanted to... Because I I am on a text uh, chain with some friends of mine who almost exclusively play on Xbox. So whenever they're like, oh, I'm going to hop into like Sea of Thieves and you know try it out, um, I'm like, no, oh, okay. Yeah, like I know it's a competitive advantage for these, for the console makers. You know, like if it's definitely in last generation why I started with an Xbox 360 and yeah. ended up getting a PlayStation 3 because all of my friends had a PlayStation 3. And so if I wanted to play with them, that's what I had to buy. Um, but... It feels less like a competitive advantage that like either one of the uh, either Xbox or uh, PlayStation have over the other because like they just have different games on them. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it, it does feel like a, a weird little hiccup. Um, and for the games that we, you know, people could be playing together, I would, I would rather that they be able to play together. Yeah, absolutely. So, some potential spoilers here for a future Mario Tennis Aces character, so... Look out! So, look out for spoilers! Yeah, oatmeal cookie! Uh-huh. Coming your ah! way! Uh, data miners have discovered code that indicate Link will be joining as a playable character sometime in the future, including Dark Link and Champions, Champions Tunic uh, alternative looks. Um, so, is his sword a racket? That Does could he be have fun. A master racket? Yeah, like it's a sword hilt, and then yeah, there's that, just like a racket cool. part in it. <laughs> or I'm it's into like, it. It's like a blade with a just like a racket on the end of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm into that. That uh, could be fun. Yeah. Cool. Put more characters in this game. A little bit weird that it's Link, but you know whatever. Yeah. I mean the rules are pretty loose. Like he shows up in Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, and Link, I think at this point, has maybe just become like a, a comfortable guest character in Nintendo stuff. Uh, just go ahead. Just put him in anywhere. Speaking of data miners. Skyrim, he can be there. Uh, Ganon shows up in, or not Ganon, but Ganon costume shows up in Diablo 3. Yep. Speaking of data miners, uh, there are rumors that four emulators have been discovered within the NES Nintendo Switch Online app. So this takes a little bit of explaining. Um, so the the Nintendo Switch uh, NES Online thing runs the same emulator that the Super NES Classic does, um, and that emulator is called uh, Kachi Kachi. Yeah, that seems to be the code name for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, it's a little bit of assumption that it's running the exact same emulator. But it, oh, I thought I had read that somewhere. But, but it but. seems, or that's what everybody believes. But yeah. I don't, I don't know that it's like. A hundred, it's not like confirmed, right? Okay, sure. Um, and so they found three other code names, I guess, in the code base canoe, mm-hmm. which and that these are all code names that they believe to be emulators. That's correct? right. Yeah. So canoe is everybody, and I'm not entirely sure why is assuming that it's the SNES. Um, and like maybe the emulator from the SNES Classic, and maybe that's actually how they know is that right. they're like, oh, this is very similar, similar to, I don't know, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how that connection was made. Uh, and then another emulator is Hayoko, and that's unknown. Nobody's sure what that is in reference to. And then Count, which also nobody is sure what that's in reference to. Right. Okay. So wild speculation time. Uh, first of all, um, this means. Maybe there are Super NES games headed to the uh, uh, Nintendo Switch online. Which, amazing. Right. That would be amazing. Amazing, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But these two other emulators, what could those emulators be? Are they 
four other classic edition consoles are that does that mean that other system games are also going to be coming to the nintendo uh, and whatever it's called the nes switch online app that's my hope yeah. uh i there was some speculation that you know it was an n64 and a gamecube i would i wonder if one of them is actually game boy or Game I, Boy Advance? Yeah, or both. I mean, wonder, I wonder if these two are Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. Like, um, I would assume that you need different emulators to run. Although, I don't know, because the Game Boy Advance could play Game Boy games. Do you need, like, different... I'm not sure if that's because it had, like, the hardware Yeah, I inside. don't know either. Yeah. Or if it was somehow emulating. But, I, but that kind of feels... That makes a little more sense to me, because those are both, like, basically un equivalent of like an nes and an snes so we're not making that generational leap to n64 yeah which would kind of like i guess you wouldn't need an n64 controller but it does it, it starts to raise other questions though of like how exactly do you play it um yeah because the the n64 controller is strange and the the one thing that I I I don't think uh I don't think we're going to see a, a a GameCube emulator on this thing. Um one of the like sort of persistent problems with trying to port over anything from uh GameCube is that you have to uh, you have to account for the analog, uh, triggers. analog triggers. Yeah. Um the, the original GameCube controllers it knew how far you were pushing the trigger down and the Switch does not have that. No controller does now, right? Do I don't think so. Are the Xbox uh, controller mm, I'm not sure. I don't know either. Um, but, you know, regardless, it's, that's not how the, the Switch itself works. So any game that they would have to put out would have to be, uh, you know, doctored in some way. Uh, just even for those, like, simple input changes. Um, and for something like Super Mario Sunshine is a big deal because uh, that changes how, how much you're using the Flood and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I suspect that these are either a Game Boy and Game Boy Advance or a, like, Game Boy... Maybe that's all one emulator mm -hmm. and then the Nintendo 64, which I still think is a better use for it, for, like, a Nintendo 64 emulator than doing a Classic Edition, which I still think doesn't make any sense. I I, I guess I'm a believer. I think that uh, the Classic Edition it will be coming. Yeah. And I, I kind of think it's a 2019 thing. Oh, really? Um, But... So I would be surprised if we see N64 games on the NES Switch Online. If an N64 Classic Edition is coming, yeah. I would be surprised if we see those games show up on the Switch Online before that is released. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you that it could be like a Game Boy slash Game Boy Advanced emulator as one, and then an N64 emulator as the other part. Right. And, you know, it's always possible that this is a Game Boy emulator and a Virtual Boy emulator. <laughs> It is. It's entirely possible. Although, if you're going to put a Virtual Boy emulator on anything, put it on the 3DS. It can play For in sure. 3D. They totally should. They it totally should. It infuriates me that they haven't done that yet. It's weird because they are, uh, they like cheekily reference the Virtual Boy now. You know, like for a long time, they yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't mention, like they didn't mention it at all. Right. Virtual Boy did not happen. And then it started to show up in places and now it's, like, shown up in enough places that we're like, yeah, just, like, give us the games. Yeah, like, look, I get it. You're ashamed. We're, I, spent a, I spent $130 on this thing. I'm the one who should be ashamed. Um, Let okay. me play the games. So part of the reason why people are really confident that uh, there's an SNES emulator coming mm -hmm. to Switch is that references to over 20 SNES titles were... Uh, reportedly uncovered in the current Nintendo Switch Online app. So these are just references to the titles. Yeah. Okay. As far as I know. Um, so this is very exciting. Yeah. Um, because look, I like Super Nintendo, or I like Nintendo games, but I love Super Nintendo games. And the timing is right for this because at the end of this holiday season, they Nintendo has shipped the last of the NES Classic Editions and the last of the SS SNES Classic Editions for the foreseeable future. Yeah. They are not making any more of them currently. So that's the perfect time to bring an SNES uh, simulator or emulator to the Switch because you can have a lot of the same games that were available in the Classic Edition. Yeah. 
Um, also, I don't know if you uh, caught that there was an article floating around this last week from Kotaku, I believe, um, that was sort of detailing what is happening to Nintendo uh, YouTube videos that Nintendo puts up on their uh, YouTube channel that say anything about the online service um, and that they're just getting like flamed with negative comments and people downvoting videos, uh, you know, basically ragging about um, how poor uh, Smash is online and the sort of anemic offering of NES games um, and just that this is a thing that is happening. Uh, and I do think not that, you know, I, your your mileage may vary uh, on you know how how much value you think you're getting out of your twenty bucks a year. It's twenty bucks a year. Come on. Um, but if they were to dump a bunch of Super Nintendo games onto this thing for a service that people are already paying for, um, I think would buy them a lot of goodwill. I would love to see that be the tack they take, which is dump a bunch of games on it. My worry is that these 20 titles will be trickled out over 10 months. Drips and drabs. Yeah. I mean, but with the first one, they, they or with the NES uh, app, they dropped like 15 right at, at, at the front and then like yeah, but three they're... more a couple weeks later. Yeah. It just feels like a, like a lot of those games, who cares? Yeah, that's true. And, uh, the, and it, there's just such big holes still in the library. It's like, come on. I know that they... Part of what they're trying to do is be like, hey, there's online play with all of these games now. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Um, but I don't care. Like, personally, like, I would rather just have an extensive library of NES and SNES ROMs that I can play on my Switch without online functionality. Uh, that's my, that's like my dream. If they jumped all of these on at one time, I would feel much happier yeah. than if, like, it was like, two or three a month um i'm not surprised that that's the way it is right but, but it, i it, would rather it not yeah be like that. a big dump would be nice uh should we go through the the titles that are, are referred to here sure yeah there's not like a ton that's a surprise probably um here i'll, I'll run them down <clears throat> super mario kart super soccer a link to the past demon's crest yoshi's island stunt rate stunt race fx kirby's dream course Poppin' Twin Bee, Star Fox, Contra 3, Kirby Superstar, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, Pilot Wings, F-Zero, Star Fox 2, Super Punch-Out, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, Super Mario All-Stars, and Breath of Fire 2. Super Mario All-Stars is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, it is kind of surprising uh, because two of those games would be available on the NES app um, already. Uh, but... I don't know. It, it it is exciting to have a way to play those versions of those games, um, because a you can save them, and I understand these games all have save states, whatever. Um, but uh, the just the updated graphical style is, I think, what a lot of people like grew up, yeah, really playing for sure. It's definitely what I think of these games as yeah. now, because mm -hmm. it's probably it's what I definitely put the most time into. Because we got rid of our, rid of our NES. We got an SNES. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you just ended up playing more of it there. Um, other interesting things on here, uh, Star Fox 2, I think is sort of crazy that they're, you know, Star Fox 2 only came out last year on the Super NES Classic. Um, so it's cool for them to be bringing out. Remember, I was just excited about a new Super Nintendo game. We got one last year. <laughs> or 2017, right? Was it 2017 or 2018? I don't, I don't remember. 2017... The NSN NES Classic. Let's not look it up, Mark. Um, I, I do like that uh, this list includes a lot of games that have the Super FX chip in it. Um, yeah, Stunt Race F FX. I'd mm -hmm. be very excited for that. Yeah, and both, uh, both of the um, Star Fox games. Uh, there are some other games in here that are that you know aren't included on the uh, Super NES Classic Edition, like Breath of Fire Two, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Um, Super Soccer, Super Soccer, Demon's Pop, Crest, Poppin' Twin Bee. Um, so that that's all kind of neat. And a lot of these games ha have been available on the Super NES Virtual Console on the 3DS, um, which you know is is all like you know adds up to yeah, these are games and publishers that Nintendo has continued to work with to put those games out. And it's all speculation at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, nothing may come of any of this, but it. I, I really hope it does. Yeah, me too. And that would make that, that whole platform more uh more vibrant because of it. And I mean, 
you know, we were just saying that like, oh yeah, here's one more uh, game that Nintendo's putting out on the 3DS. But, you know, that platform is almost dead at this point. Um, so whatever good virtual console work they did there, whatever good vo- virtual console work they did on the Wii U, that's all becoming a thing of the past now. Um, and if the Nintendo games are going to be playable on any platform, it needs to be on the Switch. Otherwise, they're not playable. Finally, Just Dance is getting its own movie. What? Apparently, Screen Gems has acquired the motion picture rights to the game. A number of studios are reported to have been interested in acquiring the rights. Uh, good on you, Screen Gems. I can't wait for this movie to come out so we can talk about it. Yep, so we can get Ryan Mogi back in here to suffer through a movie she doesn't want to watch. Maybe it'll be really good. Yeah. All right, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you enjoyed it, if you enjoyed us, if you enjoyed this experience, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All that helps us out tremendously. You could share the episode on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff um, that will show other people that you listen to this thing and will show us to other people. It's good, Mark. Everyone wins. It's, it's great. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. You can check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. <laughs>